Welcome to the Eagle Eye Podcast, the number one show to bring you all things Club America in English. Your host for today, Ivan Pineda, Christian Rosendo, and everyone's favorite cowboy, Dylan Jimenez. Let's start the show. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back. To the Eagle Eye podcast today, we're going to be recapping everything that happened in the Clásico Capitolino. Plus, we have Lady Aguilas talk. We're going to be recapping the other Clásico Capitolino that happened earlier that day. And of course, we're going to get you guys ready for the big game against Tigres this upcoming weekend. It should be a good one for our ladies. Do they have what it takes to take down Tigres? Well, we're going to let you know and we're going to preview that later on in this show. But alrighty then, before I get any further into today's show, let me introduce, as always, my co-host, Brooklyn's very own AJ and New York's favorite resident, Christian Rosendo. Gentlemen, how are we? Doing good, doing good. Thank you. How about you? I'm doing fine. I'm doing as well as you can on a Tuesday, Christian. I'm doing okay. You know, a little bit stressed out over over school and stuff, but... uh. Uh, everything, everything's going fine. Um, I hope you, both of you, are doing well, and um, this should be a good episode. I can't wait. A lot of things to talk about. Um, just before our international break, so yeah, can't wait for. I uh, can't wait to start. Don't lie to us, Christian. You are worried because your bet might not go through. You're not worried about school, all right? You got okay, money well, on game well, four, and you're just okay. keeping track of the score. Let okay, let's just put it all out there. Yes, I have money into this game right now. <laughs> yeah. Um. And this is a big one for me. Not, not, not just because of the game or what. I, I really don't care who wins. It's just, uh, you know, your boy wasn't wasn't too hot this weekend. So this this is the the time we we come back. And then if I don't come back, yeah, well, uh, I, I'm in a lot of debt. So so guys, so please use our uh, code EEP for ten percent off uh, football <laughs> products to, to help your boy get back in this game. I mean, it was it was quite the weekend though for results. I think no one had a good uh, a good weekend. No I mean, one. I mean, no one at all. Yeah. Unless you're like an Aston Villa or Spurs fan. This is yeah. about it. Imagine you bet Austin. Oh, man. Anyways, you know what? Let's, yeah. let's, get, off let's get off this, man. Let's get off this, we've, we've definitely gotten off topic. But there is one thing we I do want to address before we start talking about all things Las Aguilas de la America. As you guys know, and as you guys have probably seen all over on our Twitter, we have made an official announcement. Unfortunately, our beloved cowboy, Dylan Jimenez, will have a leave of absence for the remainder of the season. Um, whilst this was a tough decision for him to make uh, and for us to take as well. These are circumstances that are out of his hands, and uh, we respect it, and we so fully support him, and we are just anxious to have him back on the show whenever that case may be, hopefully before or on the start of the 2021 season for Las Aguilas de la America. So our beloved Cowboy will be missed. Press F in the chat because uh, he's not going to be here, but we're definitely going to keep him in our hearts. And as always, you guys can find him over on Twitter so you guys can always uh, have fun. He's all, you know, he's still going to try to do things here and there for us, but unfortunately his hands will be a little bit tied in the meantime. So Dylan, if you're watching this, if you're listening to this, buddy, we're going to miss you. We love you. We can't wait to have you back on this show. All right, gentlemen, let's get right into this. So I think it's fair that we start off with the ladies because, well, they played first and they're having the much, much better season than we are. Let's face it. AJ, the ladies came into this game with quite the result beforehand against Mazatlan with that 8-0 thrashing of Mazatlan. But this game was completely different to what we saw that weekend. This Clásico Capitolino against Pumas Femenil just was not what 
at least many of us were intending. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. The game was good, especially from a neutral's perspective. I mean, we had, you know, quite the goal at the end to level things up. But a few things to touch upon in regards to the ladies here. They didn't play well. Obviously, there's an injury beforehand that kind of settles the the tone of the match for the ladies. But I don't know. What are your final thoughts on this game? Because to be honest, I was really, really disappointed, not just in the result, but really how the how the team played. Honestly, that was honestly one of the more... This is one of the matches where I feel like it just really wasn't a great display for America Femi, especially when it's going to be teams like Pumas, in which they will probably be in the Ligia. And just seeing that how the team has just managed to struggle against teams that, you know, are going to definitely be in the Ligia. And it's just one of those instances where I'm just kind of like, it's just not really good looking for America Femi because throughout the entire match, They've only really had seven shots with only two of them being on target in which the goal came from Daniela Espinosa with the free kick in the 89th minute, which happens to deflect off a Pumas um, the, um, player. But just all in all, throughout the entire match, it's just Pumas Femini were just knocking America Femini's door with shots after shots. They had 15 shots in that game with five of them being on target, which the only goal that they happened to score was in the 94th minute due to, a, due to an error from uh, America Femini. Uh, midfielder Zuma Hernandez, which she did not happen to go chase the ball up front to try to block it. But just all in all, Pumas family were really giving Miranda Maserelli and the defense a, a hard time. But luckily, Maserelli was coming up huge with amazing saves left and right. There was a save in which in the 24th minute, I honestly think could be in contender for the save of the season, if not the save of the season. So it's really good to see how Renata Maserelli in just her second game playing for America Femenil, starting this season she has already proven to be a really great goalkeeper for us and Jocelyn Arahedic she was just amazing in the defense just really clearing the ball out of the zone just defending doing what she usually does in order to prevent Pumas from trying to score unfortunately they did score in the very end but all in all it's not really her fault it was rather more on Zula Hernandez but all in all just a 1-1 draw I mean we're still undefeated. That's the good thing. But just looking into this game before we're going to play against our upcoming opponent, will be Tigas Femi. To me, it's not looking good, especially with the injury, the injury that happened in this game in the eighth minute, which we'll get to in a bit. And as well, there was a play, there was a certain play that was not even featured in the starting 11 against Pumas, which already raises even more questions to how America Femi will be entering this upcoming match against Tigas Femi. So let's kind of go into this one and dissect it from from parts because I think you did a good job recapping everything. But I I, I want to focus on on really just how this game started for the ladies. Did you think that they went at it properly? Do you think they took the game to Pumas? Because I think I, I felt that the that the ladies were just a bit too reluctant. Uh, like they they didn't feel comfortable on the ball. They had no imagination going forward, and really we had no midfield. I mean. You know, to signal players out that this was one of the worst games I have seen Cassandra Cuevas play in an American game. And why she finished with 90 minutes under her belt, I will have no idea why. But she should have never have continued after the 60th minute. Just all in all, it's just the midfield. I really just don't understand what's going on. It's a thing where I feel like, yeah, we're excelling against teams in the league that are not doing oh so hot. But then when it comes to like teams that we played against, such as 
you know, Atlas and Pumas, just the midfields are strong. This could just also be in to put it in the fact that Jennifer Munoz is not playing because she was recovering from COVID and an injury, but just seemed like the team without her, it seemed like there's a lack of creativity. We do have Veronica Perez, which she does add in creativity along in there with her through balls, um, crosses, and short passes, which is great. But as I mentioned as well, like in the eighth minute, she happened to pick up an injury in which that turned out to be a torn ACL and an injury to her kneecap in which that resulted her out for the rest of the season. And because of this, Ava Gonzalez had to take her spot in the eighth minute. But just from there on out, it just seemed like nothing was going on our way. And then for the player that I was talking about in particular that was not even in the starting 11 was America uh, Feminine's uh, winger, Montserrat Hernandez, in which... Dalia Molina was taking her her place at the left wing, and it turned out with Montserrat Hernandez in a conver- in a press conference with America Feminist Major Leonardo Cuellar. He said that she picked up what seemed to be um um a strain in her abdomen, which is not really looking good. And then from this, they said she'll be out for two to three weeks. And just hearing that, that's not good at all. And then going back to Veronica Perez's injury, she's out for the rest of the season. So. From there on out, it's going to raise questions to how are we going to get any kind of creativity in midfield? Because looking into this game with Pumas, it seemed like if the ball happened to just be our, our foot, like yeah, either Antonella Espinosa's foot or Hannah Gutierrez, which she happened to did get a chance, we would just hope that they could try to finish it. But just from Hannah's part, it, she really wasn't doing much. And with Daniela Espinosa, her only chance was really coming in at the 89th minute with that free kick. So it's just, it's one of those games where I felt like it was not good. And then just looking at Casanda Cuevas, it's one of those things. It's like we had options in the bench and I felt like we could have maybe subbed her out. Who knows? Maybe by halftime, maybe perhaps give Jennifer Munoz time to play in which she did play in that game, but it was to sub out for someone else in which she only played for 30 minutes before getting subbed out for Zuba Hernandez in the 85th minute, but just, Midfield, it's raising a lot of questions to how our America family are going to be going forward from now on, especially with Veronica Perez being out and Montserrat Hernandez being out for two to three weeks. Christian, well, well two things here. One, it seems that the injury curse uh, has no boundaries, has found its way over to the ladies' camp and now has taken over that department. And two, I mean, we previewed this team ahead of the season and we said that one of the great things about this team that we didn't see to prior other seasons was the vast depth and talent in that depth that this America side had going for them. Yet it seems though, like we mentioned in games like this, and especially a very crucial game in matches where you are potentially going to see these teams again in the Liga, you're not showing your best face and not showing the, the utmost best uh, attitude going forward. What do you really think is going on in with our ladies? Because we, we see one week a really good showcasing the events against a very poor side, of course. But now then you, you go up against a Pumas, which technically, you know, it's your rivals. But I, I don't know. I didn't really see that fire from the ladies. And if it's one thing we know at America is there's no such thing as an excuse. And it's just kind of what you have to go by wearing this jersey. Yeah. And honestly, I I don't think it's... Uh... I don't think it's just recently. I think this has been, a, a, I guess, a problem in, in the past couple of matches, just exclude the Mazatlan game. You know, you go back to all the way, it was September 3rd when we had our, our last true win against Nagaxa, 6-1. Other than that, we've had 2-1 against Leon, 2-1 against Santos, 0-0 Atlas, and 1-1 Pumas right now. 
it just seems that for some reason we've lost that offensive spark. Um, even though we're still winning and we're still scoring, you know, two plus a game, it seems that this game, this team is poised to do more, especially against, I guess, so on so weaker opponents. No, no disrespect, but these are the uh, types of teams that I think this team should be, you know, showing how good they are and and showing the the offensive prowess that they, that they do have. Now, uh, I know there was a, a little bit of, of of you know roster juggling and position juggling. Uh, even AJ, I think, commented in, on his on his Twitter saying. You know, he was confused about certain changes that that Cuellar made to the lineup, and you know, to me, that 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 just says that maybe he doesn't like things, uh, things that are aren't working, so he tries to change them. Maybe he's changed them too much, and then the players aren't really getting, you know, you know, chemistry or getting used to the position. You know, kind of something that's going on ongoing with the men's team as well. So, um, I, I just feel like maybe this team needs a little bit of stability at the moment to kind of get them back into rhythm. Um, that's kind of my two cents on that. Yeah, no, and I, I think you're right. And obviously, you know, you're missing key key pieces that are, would definitely change the matchup for you. But now you have to kind of feel the situation out and know that okay, you're gonna be out with you're gonna be out of one of your best midfielders in Veronica. Montserrat Hernandez might not feature against well, probably is not gonna feature against Tigres. And Jen Munoz is still up in the air as to whether or not she's gonna be able to at least have 45 minutes under her belt. So. A lot of questions coming into this game against Tigres, AJ. But if there's one thing we want to rescue from this match alone is that, I mean, at least defensively, we're starting to look a little bit better. And funny enough, though, when we were re- when we were previewing this game and I said that, you know, J.D. Gutierrez might have a problem if Renata starts, you know, having save after save and looking like a great player that she might potentially lose her starting position. It, it looks like it's coming to fruition. I mean, I just, I don't see how JD doesn't get the starting starting uh, goalkeeper spot if Renata can continue that good run of form against Tigres. Yeah, no, it's just all in all, you're seeing, you're seeing all the things that, she, that Renata Messager is able to do in just the span of just two games this season. It's starting like, to show, it's like, could she potentially just be the, could she be the new number one and America Feminine, and not to mention she Renata Masse did get did get named to the best um eleven for this week for this Hornada this week. So it's just really good to just see that a lot of people are starting to see the good in Renata Masseretti and more or less in the bad because all in all, I think when the goal was conceded, you know how it is like with the America Feminine fan base that when they happen to see a goal being conceded, they would either want to blame it on the goalie immediately. But it just in this case, when we saw the goal from Pumas in the 94th minute, it really wasn't not the Maserati's fault. So if you saw like at the very end, she does actually make an effort to go for the ball, which it happens to be in the top right corner, in which when that ball's going top right, it's more than likely it's gonna go right in. And a matter of fact, more people were just putting the blame on Zuma Hernandez. And you could even see in Cassandra Cuevas's face that she had like an angry face right there and just threw it like a gesture right at Zuma turned to like, why didn't you defend that? Even Masare was like, she wasn't really upset. She was just more in shot to like that went in. It's just like, okay. But it's just all in all, just not that message really is just doing a really good shot job. Just the say the the two saves that she happened to get against Masatlan and then the couple of saves that she got against Boom was just really showing to how great of a goalkeeper she can be. And in all honesty, she could be, a f- the f- in my opinion, she could be the future number one for America Feminine. You know, I- I'm not going to discredit her because she had a really good good game, but that that second save that she makes with her hand in the second half 
with um where it's like the it's the free kick mm-hmm. goes over the wall. She does a little bit too much for me for for my liking. Like she like she already had passed it. Like she could have just simply just like with her hands, but she's like, you know what? Ooh. I'm feeling it. I'm going. <laughs> I'm going throw myself with the photo. Like there's camera people around. Like she just she went all out. But credit to her. Sometimes the goalkeepers got to do that to keep her their confidence up. But yeah, credit to her. Had a good game. Um, credit to the defense. I think they did well. I think the midfield really let them down. Just they were being bombarded. Time after time after time, and you know you can only do so much without some some support. And at this point, you know we we did what we could. But I mean, credit to where credit is due on that aspect. But I mean, still, I mean, I'd, if you were to grade this performance, what would you give it, AJ? As an overall, like for like from from A to F, <sighs> team uh... performance. What do you give it? C plus. That is disgusting. That is not a C plus performance. It's, it's C plus to me. It's like <laughs> we were not getting anything going at all. The highlight really throughout that entire match, I mean, that was the 89th minute when Daniel Espinosa had the free kick and scored the goal. But to even think that as well, it was a deflection off the Pumas player. That's, I mean, credit, it's her goal. But that Pumas defender wasn't right there. I mean, it could have maybe gone in, or the Pumas goalkeeper may have had a chance to save it. Just all, um, just all of like it wasn't really well. There's players just in the position. Like I understand Diamond has to be thrown in the winger spot, in which she has to replace a huge um role in Montserrat Hernandez, who's usually the one just taking on defenders left and right on one on ones, maybe even a one on two, delivering the crosses and the short pass to get then give it to Daniel Espinosa to whoever's in that box to get a shot on goal. And don't get me started about Hannah Gutierrez. My opinion, she should never play as a winger ever again. I understand that she's, she's young. Slow. She's young, but she's that's, the, that's the thing. She's slow. I don't really see her cutting as like what you usually see with wingers where they're able to take one-on-ones. I don't even think I even see her doing any kind of cross whatsoever. It seems like as if she's kind of incapable of the way they're just delivering a cross to Daniela Espinosa, in which we know if there's a cross, Daniela Espinosa is in that box. Chances are she's going to soar high in the sky more than any other defender and head it in. The only thing I really see Hannah Gutierrez is doing is if she does happen to get the ball and she's on a one-on-one with a goalie, then yeah, she's going for that shot, but that's just anyone. But just all in all, just, I feel she just cannot play on the right wing. I understand it's a spot where Guayar is trying to experiment who could really be the right winger and we're putting different players like Dalia Molina, Hannah Gutierrez, Marlene Campa. It's just the thing... Heck, I think even Daniela Espinosa's played there at one point this season, but it's just the thing. It's like, I'm not understanding that. Daniela Espinosa, I mean, she was really the vocal point of this entire team in which she was trying to get her team back into it because all in all, we were really getting much chance to go. We had seven shots. Yeah, but the problem, a lot of those shots were off target. We only had two of them on target. Midfield, that's just like a, it's just really bad to see how you could clearly see the after effects of violence when you don't have Jennifer Munoz in there. And Veronica Perez. So just seeing just those two players gone complete from the equation, the midfield's like, okay, we passed the ball to the midfield's like, okay, what are we gonna do next? Like we're just they're just frantically looking around left and right to see what they can try to do. The defense, they're good, they're doing good. They were keeping us throughout the entire game. And especially our goalkeeper and not the master. They were doing everything that they can to not let Pumas get more than one goal on us. So my opinion. I'm sticking with that C plus, and it was one of the more disappointing games seen from America Feminine this season. And as I mentioned before, 
if this is how we're going to play against playoff caliber teams and this is how we're heading to the playoffs, it's going to be a huge trial for America Feminine and, and trying to figure out what they're going to do without key players in the midfield and just having your wingers are just able to accompany your forward up front. AJ, the more that you were talking, the more that I you made my my appeal a little bit easier to contradict. That is not a C plus performance by any means <laughs> necessary. Because look, you just said it yourself. P- players were below subpar, and on top of that, it was a classical. It was a damn classical. And these ladies know because there is no way you go into that game like oh, this is just another game that we have to go and try to win. No, this is a game that I know for a fact that they should understand by now. Like you go out there and you play that with heart. And I could tell you that there was probably about three players on that pitch that actually showed heart that day. And that, that is what really frustrated me the most. Isn't it because that even, even if you're having the worst of games and you know it, and a player knows when they're having a bad game, but if you show heart, you can make something out of nothing. And, but just no one out there on that pitch, no one, none. Cassandra Cuevas didn't have it. Dani Espinosa was one of those players that had it. You know, Renata had it. But I'm looking at Hannah, just looked lazy. I mean, you you can't tell me that she didn't. You know? No, I'm not lazy she on the ball. at all. Like, no, I was looking at the entire time. I'm just thinking to San Cuevas, can you please sub her out? Don't ever put her on the right wing ever again. If you have no qualities of a winger and you're experimenting at this point in the season with the upcoming matches you have, stop it. Just pull whoever you usually try. Yeah, I know the left wing, we're not going to not even have a winger. At this point, it's like just maybe switch a formation up because realizing you're sticking with the formation, you usually go with 4-3-3 and you don't have any wingers that can really make the most out of like Monsa on the left wing. And then wherever you have on that right wing, it's not going to really work out. Donnie's not going to have any kind of help whatsoever. She's going to have to hope she can get a through ball from the midfield if anyone's able to just cross it to her from the distance and just hope that she could just then catch up to it. But just I'm sticking with my thing of just saying it was a C plus. Yes, some players had heart, but just all oh, it just was a lousy match. And for a classical, yes, it's really huge. But just it's going to worry me because if this is truly – if this is how they're going to play against teams that like look at Atlas, we know they're going to be in the playoffs. And they gave America so many issues. And then we're looking at Pumas. It took us in the 89th minute to then finally score a goal. Yes, I know. That's good. But then look what happened right after when they happened to just get a goal right out. It, it's just like a part of just like our life is like our soul just left our bodies completely. And we're just like what's going on now because it's the the thing with me i mean it's like i love these ladies a lot i love this team but this is what it has to come out come out to at the end of the day is that there is no it, it doesn't matter whether we think the world of them or not it's the end result that has to be graded and the fact that you were not able to put out a good showcasing against one of your biggest and bitter rivals showcases to me that there is worrisome some signs to work on. And you're right. Coyard needs to focus on stuff, the other information as well. But at the end of the day, I think that this has to be classified as a D, a D performance, a C plus. I, I, I give it to you if we walk away with all three points because we were, we were, we were terrible and we didn't deserve that win. But you know, we walk out, we, we can't hold a lead. So yeah, definitely. That's, that's a deep, that's a deep performance for me. Because it it you just can't justify it. Because a C is passing. AJ, a C is passing. 
And while Dylan would say C's get degrees, uh, <laughs> it, it, it's definitely not, not good enough. And for, C's won't get you a championship this season, 100%. They won't. They definitely, definitely won't. But okay, let's move away from the Pumas game because we're, re- we're going to come back and talk about it a little bit. Because let's go on and let's preview this upcoming game, uh, AJ, that I thought was going to be a little bit different. But now I'm a little bit more worried about it because America is going up against Tigres. On Saturday, if correct me if I'm wrong, or is it Sunday? Um, it is going to be on a Saturday on that day. Saturday, uh, it's gonna be at night, actually. Well, not well, technically, it's gonna be at night for you, right? Uh, AJ, it's gonna be at yes. 5 p.m. Central at, time or 7? It's um, 8 o'clock Eastern time here, so it is gonna be 7 p.m. Central time, 5 p.m. uh, Pacific Standard time over here, and that's gonna be looking like a quite good game. AJ, correct me if I'm wrong, but this one, we're going all the way to Volcan, aren't we? Yes, we are. So now that adds even more worry to my stress. All right, gentlemen, let's get into this one right away. So our ladies are definitely coming into this one with not so good news in regards to what's going on and around with the squad, injuries, and everything. And then, of course, our last result wasn't actually what we wanted. AJ, how is Tigres coming into this one? They're just cru- they're just cruising along really throughout the since the get go. They're just honestly scoring goals for fun, and it seemed like even at times where the other teams happened to get a goal on them in the first, it just seems like you guys just always happen to just come back towards the very end. It seems like overall, just every single one of these players honestly could prove as a dangerous threat to America Feminine, and just they're one of those teams I'm. I'm actually just really afraid of America Femini coming up against and playing is just because of knowing who they have in that front line, like Adi Martinez, who she already has 10 goals this season. And it's just, well, as I'm thinking about, it's like, are America Femini really ready to play against this team? Because looking at the records from playing them throughout the entire time, since the, um, the since the league has first started, these have four wins, only three draws and one loss. With us, it's one win, three draws, and four losses. But keep in mind, America Femini do happen to tie against this team twice in the, if I'm not mistaken, during the 2018 season in which we happen to, we won our very first title. So they're signing good in that. But just after that, it seemed like just Diaz Femini always happens to just defeat America Femini. And it's just one of those where Diaz Femini, they're going to continue their, their streak of going undefeated. And so are America Femini. But just see me in this case with the injuries that we have currently for America Femini, it's starting to look really worse into like if America Femini really can keep their streak going against a team like Tigres Femini. So you're basically saying that Tigres has our number and that's not good, of course, because we're America, we're supposed to be the best team in the league, regardless of any conditions. But you're right, AJ, we're coming into this one and uh, it, it's hard not to be worried with everything surrounding the club in regards to, you know, uh, injury updates, whether or not we're going to field a strong starting 11, which at this point, you know, you'll, you'll give us your predicting starting 11. But I do not expect us to be coming out full force. And unfortunately, this is one of those games in where America is going to have to play scrappy. America is going to have to play a little bit uh, old school and just kind of defend, defend, defend and try to, you know, if possible, just utilize Danny on the break and hope for some individual brilliance to try to get the result. But talk to me a little bit more about what you expect this uh, starting 11 to look like. So I got Renata Maciarelli as our goalkeeper. Our back force to be consists of Jimena Rios, Justin Orejel, Ana Lozada, 
and Monica Rodriguez. In midfield, I'm going to be having Marlene Campa, Eva Gonzalez, Eva Gonzalez, Cassandra Cuevas on the right. And then on left wing, Dalia Molina, I'm going to have to go with. I'm then going to have Daniela Espinosa as our forward and right wing. As much as I really don't want, I feel I'm just going to have Hannah Gutierrez in there again because looking at the bench, it doesn't seem there's really many, much options for wingers. And I feel like we're just going to have to just display, for the most part, it's just the same um, the same lineup, excluding um, you know not having Montserrat Hernandez playing and Bernardica Perez being gone. And for Jennifer Munoz, I haven't mentioned her actually, which is surprising, but it's just the thing. It's like she's only played for 30 minutes last time against Pumas, and it seemed like most people are worried to whether she is truly ready because remember she has she's coming back from an injury from an injury and from COVID and knowing that how the effects of COVID can be sometimes it could have an impact to how the player's overall stamina is for that game. So and if anything, to be honest, I would say if at any point the midfield's struggling, you could like in the first half just definitely sub her out. But for the most part, I feel like I would probably see her on the bench, which if that's could probably be like a hot take from me. No, that's understandable. Um, she she's she's nowhere near ready to start this game, and that's unfortunate because, well, you know, you, we know that she this was one of the games that she was definitely looking most forward to playing, and we'll see whether or not she gets more than enough playing time. But it's um it's not looking good, Christian. You hear that lineup, you hear everything going on and surrounding the team, and going up against a team like Tigres. It's just it it, it doesn't fill you with much confidence. No, it doesn't. Um, but um, you know, I think. I think this is the time where we kind of see the resilience of this team, um, what this team is actually made of when, you know, the odds aren't in their favor, when, you know, they're, they're, you know the pressure's on them um, to, to perform. And, you know, this, this is going to be a good test to see, you know, how this team can, can react to situations like this in the course of the remainder of the season and then playoffs, because I'm pretty sure we're going to be there. So um, I don't know about you guys. You guys sound, sound scared and frightened. I'm actually excited for this match. I, I want to see how, how, how this squad does against the number one team. Um and and looks of keeping our undefeated streak alive and um and yeah you know we're gonna we're gonna need guns blazing and we're gonna need a solid defense because this is the number one offensive team. Yeah, you're gonna, you're looking at Jocelyn to have herself one hell of a game mm-hmm. as well as Renata in goal, but um yeah she's gonna have to be a big physical presence in the box and uh, you know again use that left foot of first to try to maybe get a counter going for our ladies. So AJ, I mean. Seeing what we already have and knowing kind of what our chips are, how do you think Cuellar plants himself for this game? Do you think it's going to be that tactical, uh, that that tactical sense of let's park the bus a little bit, let's hold off, and and then try to release on the counter, or do you think just maybe, just maybe, America might take this game to uh to Tigres? Considering like what we're currently like dealing with at the moment, I feel like it's one of those things that you do mention, Ivan. Like we're gonna start things off slowly, see what we can do from there. We usually have a a pass. It's usually like a passing game with America Femini, in which everyone gets a piece of the ball. When we see open space, we're usually just opening it up to the winners to go run. We give them the through ball, and then from there on. We got either we have Danny Espinosa running into the box, and then our wings are just gonna then provide that cross too. But I feel like in this game, it's just park the bus a bit, see what we can do. If we happen to bring enough of Diga Feminine's offense just closer to us of the defense, and then we could ca- get them on that counterattack, we go for that, pass it to whoever's going to be in the midfield and open up to our wingers or to our forward, 
And then from there on out, it's just we're gonna get we're gonna have um see if we can get ourselves a chance at goal from there. Cause I feel like without Monse, without Jennifer Munoz starting, without Veronica Perez starting, usually you have those players are really being the ones creative, whether it's America Feminine side. I feel like you really shouldn't be taking the risk and trying to play the usual play stuff that they usually do. So I feel like start slow out at first. When the opportunity is is there, when the floodgates are open, start going for it. Get on that counterattack, get those wingers, and get the forward up front, and just start, and have and have a crack at goal. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll have to wait and see, but hopefully these ladies can produce some bit of magic because I know we're definitely going to need it. But hey, if anything, if America Family are able to somehow you know surprise Tigres and get an early goal, I think that's where you're definitely going to see the. You know, Tigres try to come at you, which might just be their downfall. And it's going to open a lot. And I mean, a lot of spaces for these ladies to try to get a counter going. So we'll have to wait and see. But this match should be a fun one, just like Christian said. Christian, I know you're a betting man. And when all odds are against a team, I know you're right there to put put the, all your money on them. So it's fair to say that the ladies are going to have your full support in this one. All right, gentlemen. Talk to me a little bit more about your prediction. What are you looking for, AJ, in this game? Do you think we're going to walk away with a victory? Are we getting a draw? What's your uh, what's your gut telling you? I've been thinking about this throughout the entire time since after that Pumas match was over, and I'm thinking about how is America for me going to go into this and what the result's going to be. In my, my, in my head, I'm thinking, like, you know, 2-1, but then I think I feel like my heart's honestly saying I'm going to go with a 1-1 one, one draw. I've, I'm going to hold on to a draw for this one. No 3-0 there from AJ. That's how you no. know he's really nervous coming into this one. Um, Christian, your prediction? Um, you know, I think... Hmm, it's interesting. I, I, do, I do believe in the, you know, like I said earlier, like in, the, in the resilience of this team, in the depth of this team. Um, you know, I really do think they're going to they're gonna come out and send a message to the league saying, listen... You know we're 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 still we're still a contender and we're gonna come gunning for you. So you know it's not gonna be the most flashy result for us, but I'm I'm thinking a two-one win for America. Two-one win is exactly what we would hope for, but we'll have to wait and find out. For me, I'm just gonna go with a draw. I'm not gonna give a one or uh, one or two or whatever the case may be. I'm just saying a draw. I think the ladies can walk away, and at the end of the day, I think depending on who plays and how we play. We'll we'll come back and sit back and talk about whether or not that was a that that was a a, a point a point gained or two points dropped. So we'll have to wait and see. But uh, interesting to see how this game plays out. Unfortunately for the ladies, they can now take advantage of the international break. But fortunately for us, that means there's Liga Mekis for us to watch this weekend. So this match is going to be live on through the NA, correct, AJ? Mm-hmm. That's right. So you guys here in the states can watch it. And uh, you guys can also catch all the stuff going on in that game over on our Twitter. So make sure you guys follow us at Eagle Eye Podcast. You guys can start watching that game alongside us at 5 p.m. Pacific time, 7 Central, 8 Eastern. And hopefully we can watch our ladies walk away with all three points in the Volcan. All right, gentlemen. That's enough Lady Talks for today. We'll be back next week to recap all of that action and preview much, much more. Before we jump into this next Clásico Capitolino, I know we just talked about one. Let's talk a little bit about our sponsors, <clears throat> Fuck Called. Thank you again, Fuck Called, for sponsoring this episode. If you guys haven't done so already, just, I mean, check these out, all right? Check these beauties of a shirt. 
out. If you guys like what you're seeing on your screen, make sure you guys go. And if, if you're listening this on like you know your devices and you're just like, what what are they showing on screen? Go over to Foot Cult and find out because you're gonna love every single thing that you see. You're gonna want to buy the whole store. And if you're like me and Christian, you would have maxed out your check by Friday already and mm-hmm. have bought half of the stuff. Our, um, but yeah, make sure you guys go use the code EEP at uh, at checkout so you guys can get 10% off all foot cult items and uh, it helps support the show a little bit to keep the lights running and everything. Hopefully, we can pay uh, Cowboy Dan's salary to come back, you know? <laughs> no, yeah, for sure. No, but definitely, I mean, like, like, like you said, you know, foot cult, an amazing brand, amazing company, amazing vision. Uh, you know, most importantly, they, they, they understand what, what, you know, us, the fans want. Um, and, you know, they're coming up with great things every single day. Um, just keep uh, keep uh, keep your eyes out on, on all the collabs that we're going to be doing with them. Uh, the shirt that you just saw on screen is just one of many, many we're going to do. So definitely head over to Full Cult um, and buy yourself something. And remember to get 10% off using EEP. Definitely. And if you guys do, tag us over on Instagram oh, yeah. and, or, mm-hmm. or Twitter. We're going to share. We're going to retweet it. We're going to post it. We're going we're gonna to tell everyone. All right? Everyone. Definitely. So, uh, yeah, definitely. Thank you guys for supporting the show. And, of course, none of this would have been possible without all of you guys' uh, listening and support. All right, gentlemen, let's jump into the Classico Capitolino recap of what happened. What? Tell me, gentlemen, what happened on Saturday? It looked like we were poised to maybe do better than what any of us expected with the starting 11 that we had, which was surprisingly enough. Just, I think, one of the oddest starting 11 we've seen in such a long time, Christian, if uh, my memory serves correct. but. How are you feeling after that two-two all draw? Um, definitely dis- discontent. Um, you know, there's there's a whole a whole different reason why I'm discontent after this game. Um, we'll we'll just nitpick up one thing. One starting eleven. You know, I know it's uh definitely, you know, not the you know, you know we're limited definitely, but I think this could have been tweaked a little bit uh, a little bit more to our liking. Two, we should have won this game hundred percent hands down. And three, just the end result of um. Of, of the three Clásicos to only get five out of nine, it's still, you know, it's still not good, in my opinion. Um, I, I think we came out losing uh, over the course of these three weekends. Um, and I think we should have done a lot better. Yeah, I, I agree. We should have done much better. AJ, I don't know. How are you feeling after this one? I really, like, I think Christian just honestly just pinpointed every single thing. And I just really felt like just looking at stats, like, from what I'm looking, America had 24 shots compared to Pumas' 11. Pumas had five shots on target compared to America's 10. It only ended up becoming two, two, and at which I felt like America were the more dominant side. I feel like towards like towards like the kind of end of the second half, Pumas were gaining some shots, but just all in all, I feel like America were just knocking for the most part on Pumas' door and just trying to get goals in, but it just seemed like nothing was just which is going in our way in this case. We had the first shot from Gio Dos Santos. That was just a sign. It's like, okay, I make our starting to get things going. Henry Martin missed a sitter, which he was completely wide open because the Pumas goalkeeper was pretty much pulled out of position, completely just sent towards the other direction. Henry Martin then tries to do a bicycle kick, which it was a good effort, but just all in all just went off target. You had a Monquadis header, which happened to then miss its mark. Federico Vinas had also a chance at goal, just didn't want to go in. And Henry Martin, and I felt like this maybe could have made a difference. I remember there was a point where Henry was running slightly in the box, like towards like the left side. Federico Vinas was right in the box in which Henry just could have dished it off to him, either as a ground pass or in the air for Vinas to then head it in to give us the first goal. But it just, it just 
didn't happen this year. I feel like Kennedy had something else. He's like, I'm going to go for the shot. But just seeing how he was shooting, it just seemed like that wasn't supposed to really be a shot. We did happen to get our two goals, though. Nicolas Benedetti, hey, not really great goal. And I'm glad he also did get named to the starting 11 for, for the Hornada, if I'm not mistaken. And then we also happened to convert a really late penalty, which was in the 81st minute, I'm sure, from Federico Venus. But just all in all, I mean, it's a draw. We, I mean, then this is the next thing I want to talk about. We did not lose Enrique Clásicos at all, but Pavel Pardo did post something on Twitter, which actually really had me thinking. He said, we went from, if we happen to beat all of our biggest rivals in the season, that honestly could just be proof to saying we could win it all in this case. We defeated some of the toughest challenges in the regular season and going then into the plus at this point, it's like we can do something. To then go into, hey, we didn't lose Enrique Clásicos at all, so that's a good thing, right? So it's just the thing where I just feel like, I mean, so, I mean that that statement alone just, uh, I I mean, I agree with it to a certain extent that you know losing to our rivals is something we never want to do in any season, any given point of our time, whether it's our highest, our highest high or lowest low, never want to lose. It's just a fact that in all three games, besides the, well, no, let's just talk about the Cruz Azul and Pumas game. In both the in both of those games, whether you know we we got outplayed by Cruz Azul or we played on 50-50, and while we uh, outplayed Pumas, there was moments in both matches where we probably could have came out with the win. Um, having said that, we're playing both not excuse playing both matches, um, limited squads. Uh, but I guess that just shows you the strength of this team, the depth of this team. That even at our lowest low, with a limited squad going up against two of the of the uh, of the better teams in the league, and potentially walking out with three points in each of the match, um, it just shows that you know these players need to focus up and really represent what America really is, and that's being clutch in the moment. And in both those games, um, there were there were sprinkles of clutches in the Pumas game, but overall, you know, they were, it, it was not America DNA like uh, in both matches where I think we could have came out with the W. I, I agree with you, Christian. In, in in past iterations, I feel like this team would have, even in the way that we played, would have found something somewhere. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we haven't, I think that worries me the most because you're coming down to the final stretch of the season in where you know that every point's going to be worth something. Whether it's and and most most of the time it needs to be three points. You see how tight it is at top uh, in that top four battle. It just you're right. It's not America DNA like to come out and say you know what. At least we didn't lose, right? I think at the end of the, at the end of the day we wanted all nine points. We would have settled for seven, but it's it it you 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 can't be content with five. It's as simple as that. Yeah, no, you know? definitely not. So, um, yeah, no, definitely not. There, one, this, like, I think when we were making our predictions, I think you know, Chivas and Pumas, no disrespect, actually, well, you know, to an extent, um, though, those were the two easier, <laughs> easier of the games, um, than Cruz Azul, and we expected to get uh, W's in both Chivas and Pumas, our Cruz Azul being the little bit up in the air, but still, we still should have won that match as well, um. You know, just disappointing. You know, five out of nine, just, it's not like us. Like, like Ivan, like you said, you know, in, in previous seasons, uh, previous squads would, would have pulled something, you know, out of, out of nothing, it seems like. And, um, you know, I think America needs need to find kind of that clutch factor that kind of carried them uh, throughout the, those seasons that, uh, and that made teams fear that you have to play 90 minutes because, you know, teams right now can just play maybe 80, 80, 80 to 85. 75 to 80 and um and kind of get away with the, with something and I think that's what what we saw against Pumas. 
Yeah. I mean, a lot of question marks. And of course, I mean, there are some people that are advocating for Piojo to, you know, that not to do something, but uh, they're advocating for Piojo saying that, you know what, he's he's doing what he can with this with the pieces that he has. Correct. Like you mentioned, Christian, there was different ways to go about this game and where you could have put a little bit of different puzzle pieces together that may have looked a better picture. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, yeah, at the end of the day, it's 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 not what we wanted, but is, is there building building blocks here? Maybe, potentially, but hey, it's the 13th jornada. We shouldn't have building blocks at this point. We should have a foundation. Definitely. But the fact that we don't, I mean, again, I don't want to get into the discussion of whether or not is this Jibber's fault, maybe, Jibber. depending Jibber. how you stand on that. You know, he still hasn't come out. He just still hasn't been word. He still hasn't come out and, and kind of saved face and shown us stats and this and that, which, again, I will stand here and continue to demand for some sort of evidential proof that it is not our training, our physicians, who are causing this injury on our players. But again, before we get that, all we can do is continue to knock at the door and say, look, show us the proof or we're going to continue running with this story and we're just going to have to continue running with it for now. But yeah, no, wasn't pretty. But I mean, you know, decent stuff to point out. I think, uh, like AJ said, Benedetti looking sharp as always. Um, I think he was very much involved. Christian is one of your favorite players on the team. So mm-hmm. it was good to see your, your your boy go out there and do his thing. No, definitely. Um, and you know, just just because now nah, he's you know, he's one of my, he's one of my more favorite players. Um, it's just uh, I'm just very happy for him in general. You know, coming off a very very strong injury, um, one that could have been career changing. Him to kind of just pick up this momentum, pick up this flair, uh, that that we known that he has, and just you know help uh, bringing that to the team to give us a kind of a uh, new element in the offense is is really refreshing uh, to me at least. Um, and it seems to be helping the team in, in one way or another, you know, whether he's creating a play, assisting or scoring a goal, he's contributing. And that's exactly what we need him to do and just continue to uh, continue to do that in, in case, you know, some players like to slack off. Um, and, you know, in the, this season, it kind of seems that, you know, in every game or so, we kind of have that one player that doesn't seem in rhythm with the others. But, you know, I think for me, uh, I don't know about YouTube, but I think this is one player that, you know, is always in rhythm or either tries to get everyone in rhythm. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. AJ? Nah, to be honest, I feel like he's one of those players that when he does get on the pitch, he makes an impact in some way in which, like you mentioned, he's either going to get his team involved or if you feel like he could definitely take on a defender to just get himself for a shot at goal or to just give someone else the chance to like, hey, take a shot. Just no, he proves everything, like you mentioned, just coming off from an injury in which most people are going to think about, is he going to come back the same? after missing all that time and then going out to the pitch. And it seems like just from the get-go, whatever minute you play, it's like, I'm going to put my 100% out there no matter what minute it is, whether we're losing by a goal, we're, we're currently tired or we're just winning a lot. It's like, I'm going to just play as if like the game was at 0-0 and we need a goal immediately. So just really nice just to see you guys been at as a lot of people had doubt in him when it seemed like, you know, when he got injured, it's like, let's just sell him. But now that he finds getting the chance to play and showcasing all the skills he had. And it's like giving uh, America fans like, so this is why we signed him in the first place. And he's currently displaying it to why America signed him in the first place and why he should stay in this America side. No, yeah, completely agree. Completely agree. But I mean, you know, that's a good positive and, and it's something to, you know, take away from it. Um, Here's another thing though. Defensively though, it, we, we were in shambles. 
Yeah. Um. You know, I honestly do think that's just due to um. You know, again, I I really don't want to make excuses, but you know, th- this is probably the most limited defense we've had all season long. Um, none of these players are you know starters and to to an extent, maybe besides one. Um, one player was playing out of position. Uh, we had a youngster <laughs> in there, and um, it's it's literally that was that the fact one that one was we, playing out of position. You mean? Like two players, maybe made two. Yeah, well, yeah, two. Yeah, two. Yeah, you're right, mm-hmm. two. Um, so that was the most makeshift defense we could ever pull out. Um, at this stage of the season, that's terrible. Um, but you know, I guess somewhat props to to Piojo to kind of getting them somewhat organized and not allowing more goals than what it should have been. Um, but yeah, I really hope that we have you know some defenders back for for the game against Leon because that that that's not gonna cut it. Yeah, no. I mean, I'm I'm looking at Casares, and um, yeah, at this point, why are we like crossing our fingers that Aguilera could be back, dude? Nah, that's yeah. Wow, look, <laughs> look where we're at. <laughs> look, look how far we've fallen. And oh, I just want to bring this up that we were talking about defenders. Uh, Ramona Costa has commented, "We need Ortega back, <laughs> gentlemen. How do we feel about this? We know we uh, we didn't put a poll, but we put out um, a, uh, you know, a question if." Yesterday on Twitter, if uh, Ortega's game against uh, who they play Cruz Azul last week, Fort Luca was any merit for him to come back for America? What do you gentlemen think? Um, you know, this is a, a prospect that we've all been looking at for a while now. Um, we all thought he was going to get the chance this season, whether Casares, where whether Sebastian Casares was brought in or not, we still thought he was going to get the chance. Um, to kind of prove himself and you know, kind of show us why he deserves a spot on this team. Unfortunately, we saw the end result of uh, the loan to Toluca, um, not really getting much minutes at the start, and then having a brilliant performance this weekend uh, to some people. Um, you know, it just shows that you know the caliber of this player and the the, the skill set that he has once he's being played. And if he was getting regular minutes, I think we've seen we we would see a performance like that almost every single weekend. Yeah, I mean that's true. He has the qualities, he has the talent, and I, you know, I would hope that he gets more game time after this. But uh, I, I think it's fair to say America is not going to recall him back anytime soon. They're going to let this loan play out the way that they initially intended, and uh, we'll have to wait and see what we can do uh, in regards to our defense. But yeah, we looked in shambles. Um, Casares and Fuentes both looked terribly slow. I mean, yes. terribly slow. Um, yeah, definitely, and you know, just. It's just hard for Casares. I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, be be, be on his side, but, uh, but he's looked slow all season. Um, I don't know what what's that due to. Um, maybe 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 I just all don't that know. FIFA he did <laughs> probably yeah, yeah that too. So he just looked all so slow. Um, and then you're trusting him uh at the at the center back position with uh with, with a striker that we know that you know loves loves and is so uh, dangerous. You know, in that area, um, definitely not the. Not, not not the smartest move, but it's the only move we had, right? So like it's it, it's just it's just hard in his position. Um, like you said, you know, Luis Reyes, Luis Fuentes, and Ramon Juarez didn't have the best nights, and um, you know, I just really hope that we don't repeat this defensive line ever again because uh, yeah, I don't want to stress like that ever again. Pain. Yeah, I don't think any of us ever want to stress out like that. But I mean, at the end of the day, it's a point that uh, I feel like it. I would hope the players feel the same way. Two points dropped at the Azteca, right? Yeah, that's how it is. It's that's how it should be because we need 
we needed three points in this one to kind of not not just scale us back up in the table because I think we're still in a pretty good favorable position, but yeah. to instill confidence in some of these players. I did I think that would have been more important more than anything. Because you know, you can only imagine how a player is feeling like in that locker room, knowing that he's looking and and there's really no answers in and around that squad because so many players are out because of an injury or because of international duty and all this stuff. I mean, it's just, it, it probably doesn't feel well. And if you are able to walk away in a classical cup, you know, with all three points, I would imagine that would have made the world of a difference for some of these players. Definitely. You know, even, you know, even the players that aren't going on duty, you know, you know, this, like I said, I mean, this one would have gave them Kind of a, a a deep breath, you know. Listen, relax. You know, the 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 three classicals are over. It's fine. Take a deep breath, relax for a little bit. Not too much because we got Leo next. Uh so you know it would have been nice yeah. for the for the players to kind of feel that. Uh but unfortunately, that's not how it is. Now they have to face, you know, I guess the consequences of you know not pulling that one out. Um, and I, I I'm I'm pretty sure the coaching staff will let them know that that that's a game we need to win. Um, and just keep working hard and trying to trying to perfect this craft that seems to you know never find its end because it just seems like every single match day we have a, a whole new twenty two we have to try to select. Yeah, that's uh, uh, that's just crazy. But well, hey, well, we'll have to wait and find out. But uh, thank you, FIFA, for having an international break at this point because Jesus, could you imagine going it. up and against yeah. Going going up against them with that back line. That's yeah, that yeah. yeah, no. That would have not been favorable by any means necessary. Mm-hmm. But hey, um, we have Fetch a FIFA. Um, and yeah, we'll have to wait and see. But that pretty much wraps it up for this preview, unless you guys had anything else to add. No, I think I'm good. Nope. Now we're good. Alrighty, gentlemen. Well, uh, we'll be back next week to talk all things America versus alone. And we'll be joined by our good friend, Miss Gary Torres, plus another one of her co-hosts from the Lions Den podcast to preview all things America versus alone. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be a good one. So make sure you guys tune in next week on Tuesday, 7 p.m. Pacific time, 9 central, 10 Eastern. You guys don't want to miss a second of it. It should be a good, fun preview. All right, gentlemen, before we sign off this show, I want to ask you guys' uh, predictions for the game tomorrow, Mexico versus the Netherlands. Um, that's going to be a fun match. Um, I, don't, I don't agree with everyone uh, just counting us out just yet. Um, I know the lineup is a little bit, you know, not what I guess people expected it to be. Um, but I, I still think Mexico can can show you know its progress and show that you know it, it it can still put up a fight with the world's elite. Um, I'm not I'm not gonna say that we're gonna win. Um, only because I think that there's still a few kinks that we need to work out. But um, it's gonna definitely gonna be a good match. But I I expect a draw actually a two two draw. So we're not gonna win, but we're definitely not gonna lose. Mm-hmm. So a draw it is for Christian AJ. You know, I'll go with the draw, too. I'd say and this will be a 1-1 one, one draw. 1-1 one, one draw. Well, I think the Netherlands have our number secured in this one. I just, I, I don't see how uh, Chaka Rodriguez can take care of uh, Memphis Depay. But, uh, hey, we'll have to wait and see. I think Brian might agree with me on that one as well. So No, I mean, uh, I think everyone can agree with you. The only thing I have, <laughs> I have to say to that is um, we do know who the Netherlands coach is now, right? I mean, yeah, but... Okay, if, thank you. If, if, if you give him... At least good players. I'm pretty sure he's able to you, conjure he something. He had up. good players and a more in a very subpar league, and he drove them to, from from being the best team in the league. Boring. So I think. Uh-huh. So I think seven, 
seven of the worst okay. teams in the league. So you're telling me it's the same thing having Ronaldo, Memphis Depay, Van Der Beek, and the Young. That's, as that's having, not. It's definitely not. It's definitely not. having no, Barco, Piti. No, 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 I mean, no. It's definitely not. No, no. It's definitely not. But I'm saying though, we've seen other instances where our coach is given a better squad, but it's just limiting them due to their tactics. We, I, I could give a number of examples right now, and you know, Ivan, I think you wouldn't be happy with the first one I'm going to give you. But um, don't we'll, you dare throw my my United in in this. All right, we'll leave it at that then. Have a good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and then we've wrapped up the show, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for tuning in. For all of you guys that have been watching, thank you to every single one of you guys that have been listening over on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is that you may listen to us. Thank you so much for your support. Again. Uh, big shout out to Ramon for uh, for the comments as well and to AP Jr. So thank you guys so much. Come on next week. Join us for this Leon preview. Come on down. Show your support for America. Show your support for the UI podcast. And let's have a good one next week. Alrighty then. So we'll be with you guys back shortly on Saturday when we see you guys over on Twitter. We're going to be uh, live tweeting everything going on with the Lady Aguilas. So make sure you guys don't miss that. Gentlemen, thank you so much for coming out. Dylan, if you're listening to this, we miss you, buddy. And uh, anything else you guys want to add on before we wrap it up? I mean, just uh, everyone stay safe. Please stay safe. Um, you know, keep wearing your mask. Keep uh, trying to follow every precaution, guideline, whatever you need to do in this crazy world. Um, it's far from over yet. Don't listen to anything that's saying that it's it's stopping or anything. It's, it's uh, you know, the, the it's still here. Trust me. It's still here. Just please be safe, guys. Uh, enjoy the international break if you can. And um, can't wait to see you guys next week. I was going to say we have the weekend off, but uh, AJ, we got ladies to cover. So I guess <laughs> yep. no such thing as taking a break around here. Mm-hmm. All righty then. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Thank you so much. And uh, gentlemen, as, as always, it's been a pleasure. I'll talk to you guys very, very soon. Until next time, guys, take care. As always, be safe, wear your masks, and Arriba la America, Lakers in five. Ladies and gentlemen, this was another production of the Eagle Eye Podcast. The number one source for all things Club America in English. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Eagle Eye Podcast and get all the latest news and coverage. And subscribe to our podcast wherever it is you may listen. 